bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along to this week's Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army Sharp End of the Season podcast. Slightly sharper end of the season than it was last week. When we first uh, floated the phrase, yeah. um, the, and we can fill our subs bench this week. We can yeah. fill our subs bench. Yeah. Yes. Unlike United, back. Richard's, yeah. back. Richard's back. Very good. <laughs> unlike unlike United at Aldershot last Saturday. Thank you to the uh, the person who kindly uh, put a comment on the bottom of last week's podcast, saying what a pair of clowns. So this is Charlie Caroli welcoming you to this week's podcast. <laughs> Loads to talk about this week. Um, a, a day at Aldershot that was um, quite encouraging in a strange sort of way, even though we lost a place. Yeah. Um, and ahead to a massive Easter weekend, not only for Torquay, but for everybody down at the bottom end of the league. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I, I'm a bit like you, Guy. I, I came away from Aldershot knowing, not knowing whether to laugh or cry, really. Um, you know, it had been, if you'd offered Torquay a one-all draw before the match, I think yeah. we'd all have taken it. But then when the afternoon starts to pan out, uh, you look at Aldershot, I, they are a decent side, uh, and... Any team that's lost one in seventeen or something as they yeah. as they had done, you know, you have to hold your hand up and say, well, they're doing something right. But uh, when you look back at last Saturday's game, United, as Kevin Nicholson rightly pointed out afterwards, they did have the best chances in the match. They did. There are a couple of poor, chances. Poor old, poor old man Burma is still trying to uh, to work out how he didn't stick the ball in the net in, in the eighth minute. I've looked at it again now. We've, and we've and watched that on video yeah. more than once, haven't we? And, and I'm and, sure he has as well. Well, I th- funnily enough, he, he did he did say before training this morning, I, I sort of looked at him and grinned and he went <laughs> almost like that. Oh, not again. Please, please no, Dave. And um, uh, uh, when, when Sean McGinty helped... Luke Young's ball back in a free kick back into the goal mouth. It looped over the goal mouth, and there was Jamie Reed there who kind of went up as if he was going to try and head it in, yeah. with Verma with a man Verma behind him. And I, I in giving a, a man a little bit of credit, I, I think he half expected um, Jamie Reed, Reed to, yeah. to, to get there, and of course it was too high. What happened was Reed, Reed never got there. The keeper actually threw a finger up and tipped the ball over Reed's head. And it then drops for a man Verma, and he manages to miss it. But dropped um, right on his toe, though, didn't oh, it? Oh God! I, I, there's no exactly. Sorry, man. Yeah. No, 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 no. Verma sort of said, "The more it doesn't get any easier to watch, yeah. you know." So, uh, so there we are. But they, if we were all, if they were all perfect, we'd be top of the league. Well, we? they so, are. Yeah, but um, they it was a big miss, but it like that. But having said that, United took the lead with a good goal. Uh, you were right behind it. Guy, yeah, he didn't have much uh, to aim at there. There was it was a narrow angle. The keeper Both had most of it covered. They had almost. Identical yeah. spots. Yeah. He, he put the one at Southport low, yeah. uh, uh, and he roofed the one on Saturday at, uh, at Aldershot. So that's two for him, and we'll come on to Rory Keating a, yeah. a little bit later. Tricky but well. you know, United, um, you know, Aldershot were always going to crank it up in the second half. There's no way United were going to breeze through the game. And but it's a little bit frustrating that they they held on, if that's the right phrase, until what 77th minute, something like yeah. that. And then the free kick was. It was. A, it was a bit of a soft one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know Brendan Moore is, was is a little bit annoyed um, that the referee actually slightly moved the wall. He reckoned uh, yeah. to, to push it back, and then he didn't have a chance to get back and reset it and all that sort of stuff. But you know, the, the top and bottom of it is is that Brendan Moore took a maybe a stride too far to his left. 
I think even most of us thought that he was going to chip the free that um, yeah. Ben Yu, the order yeah. shot forward, was going to chip the free kick into the goal mouth rather than go for goal. But he, he suddenly saw a rather inviting gap on the yeah. near post and whipped whipped the free kick over the wall and into that corner. And then that was the when equalizer. you say the referee moved the, the wall, was he just kind of trying to get them back to a certain? Yes, I think it was and just they he, moved to yeah one side or whatever. Or whatever. I, I, yeah. I mean, because it, it, it did look like they were a bit too far over, and that gap yes. was just inviting enough. That's right. It? That's right. So, but you yeah. know, these things happen, don't they? And you have to, uh, you know, you 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 have to get over them. I, I thought one of the encouraging things on Saturday, and let's face it, it's been a, a stick that quite a few people have beaten United with during the course of this season. One of the sticks, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> one of them. Um, that they finished very strongly at, at Aldershot. In fact, yeah. uh, um, for the last mm. ten minutes or so. I thought they were on yeah. the front foot and trying to get the winner. Well, it, was, um, it was telling towards the end that it was Aldershot who were trying to run the clock down that's right. in that massive eight, minutes, eight of en- minutes of injury time. Yes, all right. So I know halfway through the eight minutes they lost the goalkeeper, Jay yeah. Cole, and Scott Rendell, the, the ex-goals lonely striker, had to go in goal. Um, and, of course, we were all a little bit frustrated that right at the end of that, Jamie Reid had a free-kick chance on the right-hand side. Um, and we were all thinking either smash it at Scott test, Rendell test or, just make or, him make a save. or stick yeah. it in the middle yeah. and, and Jamie unfortunately stuck it out over beyond the far post and that was that but, of course um, Luke Young had gone off by then had he? Uh, yeah but United had yeah. 11 on the pitch by then yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm just wondering yeah. why Jamie oh, see, took, no, took the free kick good yeah. point no I'm sure Luke, Luke yeah. Young would have took it so you know it was that and then of course uh, you know the other results started coming in. You know Maidstone winning at Gateshead. I didn't see that one coming, nope. especially when Gateshead leading one yeah. nil. Um, uh, Woking got a decent point at Barrow to all, and I think there was one other result that appeared to go against. Oh, Woke. Uh, yeah, we've dealt with Woking. Anyway, Braintree lost at home to Dover, yeah, uh, which was a plus, um, and they are now in the bottom four along with United. Uh, and the team which we all, I think, have, our, have at least one eye on at the moment, which is Solid Hill Moors, yeah. um, got tonked 9-0. 9-0, at, nil. that's at, massive, at isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, they are interesting at the moment in yeah. terms of the whole relegation picture. They're, they're, they're 18th place, which is, what, two or three above the drop zone. But um, uh, they've, they've only won once in nine... Mm. Uh, uh, losing uh, six of those and they're now on a run of five successive defeats on top of that they are home on Friday to York Uh, uh, this will be tomorrow if if, if the podcast obviously goes out we're almost certainly it's a Thursday podcast isn't it so we're, we are, we are, by the yeah. way, recording this on on, on Wednesday because we we're all a day ahead of For ourselves. Publication this week of reasons, yes, yeah. indeed. Um, so Solihull play York at Damson Park, where United won one 0 the other week on Friday. Now, crazy as it may sound, you look at the league table at yeah. the moment. Let's forget North Ferriby and Southport, with all due respect to those two fine clubs, uh, because I think we all feel they're out of it. You've got Torquay then on 44, Braintree 45, Woking 45, York 45. Quite. Yeah. Yeah. Solihull Moors on 48. And the goal difference means that York will leapfrog Solihull Moors, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, also, uh, United mm. could be crucial, have a better goal difference than everybody else. Um, they, uh, United's goal difference is minus 11. Uh, Brain Trees is minus twenty one, and of course they come to mm. play more for this absolutely must win match on yeah. Monday. 
Uh, Woking's minus 16, York minus 14, and Solihull minus 16. So United have got a little cushion that if it's it does... A point, isn't it? Well, it's as things stand, quite right, yeah. Richard. It's yeah. worth it's worth a point. In other words, anybody who gets the same points as, if whatever points Torquay get, if anybody wants to beat them, they've got to get a point. They've got to yeah. get a point extra. Yeah. Now, in a funny sort of way, as crazy as it might sound, York winning at Solihull on Friday might not be the worst result in the world. I think we all feel that York are on and up anyway. Yeah, um, and Solihull, yeah. Are, 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 I mean. Solihull are falling like a stone, yes, aren't they? they? Yeah. Um, uh, York's remaining games after um, uh, Friday are Wrexham at home, Woking away, mm-hmm. and Forest Green on the last day of the season at home. Um, now, Forest Green, uh, um, you know, appear to still be going for it. You know, if they weren't, they would hardly have won at Tranmere one 0 on Tuesday yep. night, which they did this week, which I thought was a hell of a result. Mm-hmm. I expected Tranmere to, to, yeah. to win that game. Um, so if we think that York might well get out of it well get them out of it <laughs> in a way yeah. uh, it sounds a funny and bring thing and, bring, and yeah. bring Solihull into it um, uh, Solihull's remaining games are uh, after York at home or Saturday they've got Macclesfield away yeah. which is reasonably tough Eastley at home never know mm. quite a lot of pressure at that club Bit of a rebuilding job going on there. A lot well, we, of a lot of very lucrative contracts. We thought uh, we thought there. Torquay would make short work of, or we hope Torquay yeah. would make short work and of. Eastley actually, didn't. Have their results have picked up recently, yeah. and I think um, there's a kind of a well. If you want to be at this club and with the wages that are available, you've got to pull your fingers out now before the end of the season. So that might be tough. And then they're away to Geisley on the last mm-hmm. day of the season. Well, um, I mean, I know Geisley are effectively out of it, but uh, or virtually out of it. But um, you know that yeah. th- that's going to be tough. So you could, if York win there on Friday, you could envisage a situation where Ga- where Solihull only end up getting maybe one or two points more. Now that's catchable by yeah. United. United yeah. are going to have to get fifty or fifty-one points anyway to stay up. If they don't, they deserve to go down, and that will be the end of it. Mm. Um, uh, you have a feeling with York, York's remaining games. Wrexham at home, Woking away, Forest Green at home. Funny, th- you know, you can't yeah. help feeling that they'll pick up at least another win from from that lot. Um, so, you know, if York pick up another six points, that's going to give them fi- fifty-one yeah. anyway, minimum. And and that, who knows, that might be enough. But anyway, so that's an interesting game on Friday on, on on Good Friday. Braintree, who of course come to play more on Monday, they're yeah. home to Geisley. Now that's. Of these, of their two matches, they must be looking at Eastern and thinking, "We have got to beat Geisley at home because if we don't, and we have to go down to Torquay on Monday, yeah, um, that suddenly becomes a bit of a tall order." Woking play Macclesfield um, at Kingfield, uh, and Wrexham are home to Maidstone. I think Maidstone are probably are probably out. They of should it, be but, all right, uh, shouldn't they? Uh, the, yeah, that, that's right. And then the Monday fixtures are Woking go to Chester. Yeah, mid-table. Chester fought like dogs at Lincoln on Tuesday night, by all accounts. Got stuck in big time, so yeah. <laughs> even though they're mid-table and can't go anywhere. Um, um, Solihull well, goes to Macclesfield. Both players sent off, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. 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 Uh, in different incidents. Yeah. Uh, Solihull go to Macclesfield, that's tough. Um, uh, and York play Wrexham. Um, yeah. So... 
So the month, I mean, the the Easter weekend traditionally is the weekend of the sort out, isn't it? Yes, that's right. And for Torquay, these games are enormous, aren't they? Torquay yeah. are away at Lincoln on Good Friday, home yes. to Braintree. Anything less than four points, do you think? Uh, yeah, no. I, I think if they lose at Lincoln on Friday, I, I mean, you know, yeah, you don't want them to. And and anything they can get there, exactly like all the shot away last Saturday, yeah, is a plus. The crucial game for United over Easter, over Easter is Braintree at home on yeah. Monday. They must win that match. To have any chance of getting out of this, mm. they must at least win their two home games. Having said that, our mutual friend Steve Harris came up with an interesting statistic this week. You, you met him outside Tesco's. I bumped into our, 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 our journalist <laughs> friend Steve this Harris. This is where all the best stuff happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, in Kingston, yeah. uh, a Monday night shop at, at Kingston and uh, Tesco's, and I came out, and there was Steve, you know, um, tripping across the car park. He's usually got some pearl of wisdom <laughs> to fire in your direction, and I knew he was going to, and he said, have you have you worked it out, Dave? And I said, Oh no, God, I, no, I haven't, Steve. Go on, enter. And he he told me a, a, a statistic which uh, is truly unbelievable. Torquay United have taken half their points this season. They've yeah. got forty four at the moment. They've taken twenty two points, as many, in other words, twenty two points from the top eight clubs in the table. That's the same as they've taken from the other fifteen in the rest of the table. See, this always always used to be a standing joke with my dad, apart from anything else, that Torquay would always do well against the top clubs and then chuck it all away against the bottom clubs. But this is quite true, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. In other words, they've taken as many points against the top eight as they have against the whole of the rest of the uh, table put together. None off Lincoln, Mm -hmm. as we stand. Yet, yes. Tranmere one, Forest Green four, Dagenham six, double, double over Dagenham, two draws against Aldershot, a home win over Dover at the moment with a trip to up there still to come. Two draws off Barrow and four points from Gateshead. Yeah. 22 points. Can they Have they got a point against Boreham Wood, Eastleigh, Chester, Sutton, Maidstone, Guiseley, Woking? Have they not? No. They haven't. So that's an interesting little... Is, yeah. uh, uh, well done to Steve Harris uh, for, for uh, coming up with that pearl. Um, I think we all knew in a way that United had done better against the top teams, but to, to, to hone it in on that is, 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 is amazing, isn't it? So, is there any reason why United can't go to Lincoln and give them a good game and maybe get something? No, no there isn't. And there were, certainly, when they yeah. go to Dover on the penultimate day of the season, you know, you, none of us know quite what the playoff situation will be by then. Dover may well be effectively in the playoffs and thinking ahead. Yeah. Who knows? Or they might have everything to play for. It could be. Could be. Now, because the interesting thing on Saturday, if we go back to Saturday's game, there's still a few things we need to pick up from that. Yes, there were some good, performance, there, yeah. good performances on Saturday. A couple of players, strangely lacklustre on Saturday, but apart from that, there were some really decent performances there, I thought. And you picked up particularly, and there's a piece on our website and in the paper this week, on Rory Keating. Yeah, I think Ruri Keating last Saturday did what Ruri Keating does every time he pulls on a pair of boots and runs across the whitewash. He he he, he put himself about. Yeah. I thought it was a difficult job for him on Saturday. United set up with a kind of like four-one-four-one, and I can absolutely understand why Kevin Nicholson did that. He had to go to Aldershot, a team in form, scoring goals, and try and be reasonably solid yeah. and difficult to beat. Uh, so it meant that that Ruri Keating was effectively on his own up front. Not that that makes a blind bit of difference to him. He still puts himself about 
you know, um, Be- because he is still playing tomorrow. on basically on non-contract. Terms. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the nice journalistic phrase will be here. He's out there playing for nothing. Well, he was to start with, but um, United have now put him on a. Um, on what I understand is a fairly modest wage but he's picking up a few bob and quite right too Um, and his two goals so far of one Torquay a game at Southport in stoppage time and and got United a point at at Aldershot on Saturday but he's he's, at the moment you know here he is he's 21 years old um, in from the Irish Premier League um, on a recommendation um, uh, from Mickey Adams who had him at Sligo Rovers a couple of years ago and he's now he's got to be one of the first names on Kevin Nicholson's team yeah. sheet every, every oh, I week think so, yeah. Guy, yeah. Dave looked up across the, the desk at me this week and had this look on his face and he said it might be sacrilege to say it but Rory reminds me of a bit of early Steve Cooper really really that is <laughs> well, that's praise indeed isn't I, it I, I, I'm <laughs> The word nearly sacrilege, <laughs> I, I, I know we're in that territory. I, I, and, and in a way, I'm not trying to draw a direct comparison. But lower division football, so. especially uh, uh, up front and, of course, at centre-back, is all about guts and commitment and getting stuck yeah. in. And uh, um, uh, Rury um, is not and isn't close to being a Steve Cooper yet. Uh, uh, um, Famous lion of Playmore. Eh? Lion well, of Playmore. you know, you, you're talking about the bravest centre forward that most of us have ever seen. Um, prodigious in the air, yeah. uh, brave, almost beyond his own safety, um, and a huge favourite at Playmore. Scored, usually, all could always be guaranteed to get 15 to 20 goals every season back in the 70s and 80s, um, but became that figure in United folklore. First and foremost, because of guts and effort, yeah. um, uh, the ball did used to bounce off him. Uh, before we get all too <laughs> sort of rosy, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the rose-coloured spectacles about him, it didn't always stick. But he, when the ball was knocked at him in the air, the, the opposition centre half had a problem. And, the, and way, when yeah. the ball went into the box, yeah. he was getting on the end of it somehow. Um, I can't remember many players that we've had who've been better at that business, the crowd-pleasing business of getting across the centre-back to a near-post header, Quite. which is the, the mark of a great centre-forward, and don't the crowd love it? Absolutely. And Coops was about the best at Coops that, was, there was no none better. Him, uh, in more recent times, Tim Sills was pretty good yeah. at it. Um, but every single centre-half who wanted to head the ball in and around his own goal risked... Yeah taking that bang as he went to head the ball as Cooper coming across the front of him. Now, uh, Sills could do it, much bigger centre-forward and you know, um, more, more, more powerful. But Keating, uh, uh, and several times at Aldershot on Saturday, not so much in the air, he, he was throwing himself to try and get on the end of crosses. And it's all about attitude. It's all about desire. He has got a lot to learn. Of course he hasn't. People look back at Cooper. When Steve Cooper first arrived from Stourbridge, he was as rough and ready as, yeah. you, as, as you could ask. You know, there, there was a lot of rough edges. And when I look back on his time at Torquay, the, the, the guy who must take an awful lot of credit for Steve Cooper's development in, in the way he was was John Rudge, who was um, yeah. Mike Green's assistant at the time, a very, very fine centre-forward himself, polished, brave, gutsy, a little bit injury-prone, which probably stopped him becoming an even better player. He taught Cooper 
and his centre forward partner Les Lawrence so much. They, I remember them the hours they spent yeah. together on the training ground, working out runs, coming short, one coming short, one going long, etc., etc. Uh, Les Lawrence was six foot three. Yeah, plus his afro, six foot four. <laughs> At least uh, uh, yeah. Steve Cooper was never even six foot tall. I think he was bordering on it, but I think we all know who was the better player in the air. Um, uh, um, and and gradually th- th- that partnership developed until there wasn't too many better pairs of strikers yeah. in yeah. what was then the old fourth division, uh, and they were a right handful. I remember what I remember a couple of games we played Barnsley, who were in that league this year, and guess who was centre half for Barnsley, and that was Mick McCarthy, the uh, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the tough talking. Ipswich Town I'm boss and former yeah. finger. He's and next to Mick McCarthy, he's a mountain. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. He did yeah. not like playing against Lawrence and Cooper one little bit. Uh, I remember uh, Les Lawrence scoring a hat trick against Barnsley at, at, at Playmore one night, and Mick McCarthy was, well, fine player, look in the book, deep, great track record. Cooper uh, uh, yeah. certainly uh, certainly Lawrence was too much for him that night. Yeah. So anyway, but that's all a, a little bit of uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, reminiscing. But Rory Keating has just got that little bit of a spark in him. You're not saying that he's a Steve Cooper yet. No way. No way. There's hints of what he could become. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and a very good centre forward. That's right. Indeed, and, and what yeah. he's you know yeah. it's an old phrase that we use, isn't it? What he's got you can't put in. Mm. He's got the guts. He's got the work rate. He's got the fitness. Yeah. You know, you knock the ball over his head, he's chasing it. He's, he's, there's none of this, oh, I'll never get that. You he's know? after and, it just in case. He's it? after yeah. it just in case. And um, all credit to him. Uh, uh, and as I've sort of, we mentioned in the piece this week, uh, I, I'm, if United aren't having a think about offering him some terms for next season, I'd be. They should be, shouldn't they? I'd be very yeah, surprised. Should be. Okay, still, still banging on about the Aldershot game. Couple more things to round up. The pitch was oh, incredible. Yeah, at Aldershot, fair play. Actually, the and the pitch and the people at Aldershot were great. The people that we met when we were on our way back to the car after the game talked to a lot of Aldershot fans. They don't want us to go down because, as we said last week, they like it when we go up there. Well. Yeah, we yeah. spend a bit of money up there. They like coming down here. Yeah. They don't think they're quite ready to go up, interestingly, no. several of the fans I spoke to, and they don't want us to go down. So we might get uh, might get another pint in the in the Fontaine or the Crimea next season How many goals as well. fans were there, David? Uh, 314. Yeah, yeah. Just so, yeah I must say, <laughs> I thought it looked a little bit more than that, but there you go, we mustn't question those, uh, those figures. But no, it was a great turnout on the day. They made a lot of noise. Yeah. I haven't heard the Aldershot fans, who are usually terrific, that quiet for most of the game, which yeah. is another credit to United for the way they contained them and, and, and played that game on Saturday. Now, the pitch, well, Chelsea reserves play there. So, in a way, it's evidence of what happens when you throw 100,000 quid, quite a lot of time and attention at a pitch. But the trade-off is that it's being played on yeah. twice a week, most weeks. It was, the players did say, the grass was quite long. Was it quite grippy? Was it? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. In other words, if you are playing on it twice a week, I think they keep it that extra inch long, yeah. so that, 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 that to protect it. Um, but it's flat as a oh, dab, um, and uh, and it was watered quite heavily yeah. as well, wasn't it? So you, the ball didn't zip around, and any ball that was not long, you could chase because you knew it was yes. it had a good chance of holding up. But uh, you know, if you couldn't play football on that, then. You didn't have much excuse. Absolutely, true. it's the best pitch. Best pitch in the in in the division. 
And one moment and in the game, not bad. Playing more is good. Not bad. One moment in the game that got Kevin Nicholson absolutely apoplectic, um, which we, funnily enough, we didn't talk about this on the way back down again. Was the throw-in when Torquay kicked the ball out so yeah. a player could have some attention? That's in yeah, we, that's in the video actually that we yes, watched it the is. other day. Yeah. yeah. And it was, you know, it was one of those moments where it was all getting a bit heated. It was boiling over a bit at that point because it was a very hot afternoon. Uh, and Aldershot did not, conspicuously, did not throw the ball back to Torquay. They, no. they built an attack from the throwing. I think I know where you're going to go with this one, Dave. What's your thoughts on that? Well, no, no, he, he was right. Kevin, Kevin Nichols, who came after, was doing the interview, and he, and he referred to all the things that the players had to cope with before and during the match. And, and before, he meant the injury to Dan Sparks in training yeah. on Thursday, which is a big blow for United at the time. And then one or two incidents like that during the course of the game, when you know it's very easy to start thinking that the world's against you and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It does no, no, wind it, you it, up, it, doesn't it? it, it yeah, does. that's right. But it's uh, not um, against the rules. No, it isn't. No, no. no. Uh, and it was. Uh, I think it, it was a youngster did it, wasn't it? I, yeah. I think, was it Carnu or Benue? Both one's nineteen, the other's twenty-one, and in the heat of the moment, they, they, I think they made a bit of a mistake like that. Yeah. Um, the trouble is, once it's happened. You just have to get on with it, don't you? Yeah. You, you can't pull it back and no. make it and, and do it all over again. Um, but no, it, it was it was a it was a bit of a it, it felt yeah, like a, a it felt like a bit of a cheap shot at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but I, I don't think it was meant as nastily as it looked. No. I think it was just a bit of a mistake uh, from a young player who who hadn't quite got wired yeah. into what the situation was no, we no, just, no harm was done we were just getting crashed by advertising by the way we were. if you heard the door go <laughs> so let's look ahead then to the Easter weekend now Dan Sparks will not play at no they're, they're, he and Gareth Law the United physio um, who I must say I think at this time of year becomes almost the most important person in the club the physio he's got to keep as many players out there as possible Sparks uh, very frustratingly almost the last kick of training although doesn't it always happen with the last kick of training last Thursday did his groin uh, not big time but enough to knock him out of the Aldershot game yeah. um, I think United had considered pulling Ben Gehring back from his loan at, um, at Truro before then uh, they hadn't done it yeah. now they have uh, from a numbers point of view um, uh, he, he he didn't play it at, at all a shot, um, and funny enough, uh, another winger uh, who 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 I know is a huge favourite of guys, uh, uh, Wayne Carlyle often had groin problems like that because when good wingers cross a ball like they mean it, mm. yeah. there's a lot of strain goes into the into the whipping of that ball acro across, often from a standing start as well. You know, if you're going to generate some real power and accuracy on a cross, yeah. Sparks is a great crosser of the ball and has to generate that. And Wayne Carlisle often had, had problems with his groin and, yeah. and sort of thigh muscle uh, through, through. And I can remember the way he used to shape to, to cross it didn't he he used to he was looking to whip it round the back of the defenders and yeah. into the old corridor of uncertainty all the time that, that little shuffle before the cross that's right yeah. and, and um, so uh, uh, a half fit Dan Sparks is not really much use and uh, it, it um, risks going properly injury, go, going yeah. properly yeah. so he and uh, and Gareth Law are off have been off sort of almost <laughs> they'll probably propose to each other but before this is over but they've been spending an awful lot of time together yeah. trying to get Sparks back out he's a hugely important player for United and if he is uh, fit enough 100% hopefully 
uh, to play against yeah. Braintree, that would be a massive plus. Of course, Braintree is the club the that club. United so he, he, signed him. We're for. hoping that he'll play three of the last four games. Fingers crossed. Play all four Fingers crossed. Uh, uh, Kevin Nicholson was very adamant that there's no way he'll put him in the team unless yeah. he's 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 right. In other words, he won't put him out there with a wing and a prayer and hope for the best. I, I think that's dangerous territory. Now, the, the the size of the squad is such that the only real selection issue that Kevin has surely ahead of the weekend is at right back. Yeah. Because there were there were times, and not for the first time this season, when Torquay were were done down that flank at Aldershot because Jordan Lee was dragged inside, cleverly by Aldershot, and Aldershot exploited that flank mercilessly in the first. In fact, they did score from it, but it was disallowed, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. It was a miracle they didn't get more from it no. because they did pull us all over the place. That's right. I, I, this, this. Two ways of looking at it. The, the simple and easy way, which I don't agree with, is to say, "Oh well, Jordan Lee's not up to it," and etc., etc., etc. When when an opposition doubles up on 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 one side yeah. and sends the winger and an overlapping fullback, the defence has to do something about it. You can't just leave it to your right back, especially a 19-year-old yeah. loney from uh, straight out of Bournemouth's youth team. Uh, uh, and I felt a bit for Jordan Lee. He, he's he's done okay the last few weeks, especially going forward. And and I think we all felt he That's did where pretty we're going with this, isn't it? it, yeah. it, it he yeah. did pretty well in that role last yeah. Saturday as well. But there was a major problem there. And and to a certain extent, I think this has been one of United's failings. You know, uh, I didn't see on last Saturday the problem was happening almost yeah. every three or four minutes of that first half, wasn't it? Um, uh, Nick Arnold, who thank goodness is a right-footed player playing at left-back, so in fact every time he got down the left-hand side in acres of space he was having to check back on his right foot before crossing it. Um, they had this other lad, Bernard Menser, who, let's face it, is the winger who Jordan Lee was supposed to be looking after. Um, but there was nothing happening out on the pitch, not that I could see, mm. with with some maybe older senior players going, oi, we've got to sort this out. You know, and and uh, there was a bit of me getting a bit frustrated, and I'm sure the United fans are the same, was, you know, if you had Mansell or Hargreaves or (laughs) a couple of other people out there, I think the problem would have been sorted. And that's, you know, the the slight worry. Uh, um, It was happening on the opposite side of the pitch from where Kevin Nicholson and Robbie Herrera uh, uh, were. And and this is another example, I, I, I think, of you know the possibility, and I know it's difficult in these circumstances because Kevin Nicholson's was on the subs yeah. bench and ready to come on on Saturday, of the manager sitting in the stand. Yeah. You get a better view uh, up because there, you get a better yeah. view up there. But anyway, um, it was a problem that, in the end, did not cause that much damage. But it's a problem that needs. I mean, I'm quite not sure they were. Miles Anderson's back on Saturday at Lincoln, yeah. so presumably he'll get, come in again at centre back. That frees up. Giancarlo Galifuoco yeah. to return to right back if Kevin Nicholson wants him to, yeah. um, which would free up Jordan Lee to do another job if if necessary. Yeah. You've got a man Verma could play at right back if necessary. It's interesting. There's I thought about that this week because he finished last season playing right back and, and did really well. I, yeah, I, I like him at and right yet, back. Yeah, I, I play him at right back. When we've had a problem at right back, that's not been an option for Kevin seemingly. I think the, I think the issue has been, of course, is that Courtney Richards is currently injured. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, Kevin Kevin Nicholson has needed a fairly strong physical presence in midfield mm. to go with Lathrop and Luke mm. Young yeah. and Aman Verma has filled that role. 
uh, very unlucky, by the way, with a howitzer of a shot, wasn't he, in the yes, first half? Was, which, yes. which Jake Cole, uh, this is a, a daughter shot, which Jake Cole never even got his fingers, fingers to his hands to. It hit his left shoulder and flew off. And, yeah. and um, so, uh, you know, that was a, an unlucky moment for Verma. But there are options in there. Um, uh, um, for me, the most interesting thing will be on, on Friday at Lincoln. What will he do with to try and present some sort of attacking threat to Lincoln? Um, I'm sure he'll go and try and be as solid as possible. You've got Matt Reed to contend with up front. Yeah. All right, I think uh, Sean McGinty will be given that job uh, or, or as much as possible. I thought McGinty had a very good game against Scott Rendell, by the way, at Aldershot. Um, you've got Anderson and McGinty to look after that kind of threat. Whether Aldershot, by the way, Lee Angle, very talented young striker, had to go off with a hamstring injury yeah. on, on yeah. Tuesday night at, 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 in their win over Chester, so that's one out. Their big threat, the big threat in, at Lincoln, comes down the side. Comes down the sides. Nathan Arnold, uh, um, either Alan Power, who got sent off on, on on Tuesday night, so he won't play, or Terry Hawkridge, um, are both the two. I think the two best pairs of pair yeah. of wingers in the division. Um, and United are going to have to deal with that threat if the two wingers, who by the way are potential goal scorers as well. Yeah. Um, uh, as if the threat wasn't enough, wasn't enough um, um, are not contained, United uh, are going to be in trouble. The other thing is, of course, the two centre-halves have got 15 goals between them. But let's, let's not worry <laughs> let's too not much worry about too much. Is, there, no, is, no, is no. Joe Ward still there? No, no, it was never him. It's different Joe it was Ward, a different Joe Ward, apparently. I thought well, it was well, well, well. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was our yeah. Joe Ward. Yeah, yeah a lot, so of, lot of a lot of people yeah. have asked that. Yeah. Oh well, that that's shown me up. So, so, so yeah, it's 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 a big job. It's a big job, but you know, big Easter weekend. So so it was all a shot last Saturday. Yeah. Um, and and so you know, let, let's just let's just see what happens. Uh, um, uh, I think we all feel that by the time we sit around this table again, things will look. We'll know a lot more about where we're going. Exactly. And Braintree is a biggie. If anybody wants, has the good of the club at heart and wants United to get out of yeah. this uh, and has enough, you know, uh, um, a few quid in their pocket after buying all the Easter eggs. Monday at Monday at Playmore afternoon. It's, a, it's a three o'clock. It's as, it is a three o'clock. It's as big as they come. Three o'clock on Monday. Uh, well, you would hope that that there will be enough people around the bay on Monday to. Yeah. to oh, I'm sure there'll be. Oh, I'm that. sure there'll be. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a good crowd. Yeah. Well, if you if you don't go now, you're never going to, are you? Yeah. That's true. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, this circus has taken up quite enough of your time. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's podcast. <laughs> we'll be back again next week. We'll see you up at, uh, up at Playmore on Monday. And as ever, come on you yellows. <laughs>